Hello there, friends. I'm Richard Kisnan. We all knew it was coming, adulthood. Relationships and marriage, business, health, money, bills, fitness. If you're like me, we didn't think that life would come at us like this. I welcome you to join me for raw, authentic, and hopefully really fun conversations about coming into your own as an adult and to help you create a powerful life of your design. This is the Adulthood Revisited Podcast. Hey there, AR Nation. I've got a quick announcement I'd like to share with you. It's about an incredibly powerful, high-ticket marketing community that I'm a proud member of. It's called the Super Affiliate Accelerator. This program's absolutely for you if you want to be successful online. Whether you're a beginner looking to get started with an online business, and also if you already have an online business but struggling to reach your goals, the Super Affiliate Accelerator is run by three experienced and amazing coaches. Between the three of them, they've sold millions of dollars in products and services online across all different industries. Why I find the Super Affiliate Accelerator so powerful is because of its unique all-in-one blend of a proven training program, weekly coaching and mentoring from an amazing group of accomplished internet marketers, and a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. For a limited time, the SAA coaches are offering a complimentary business strategy call. So whether you're a coach or consultant, if you provide professional services, or if you just want to start an online business, but you're confused or overwhelmed with where or how to start, I invite you to check out this incredible program, The Super Affiliate Accelerator. And you can learn more today by visiting richardkistman.com forward slash SAA. Again, that's richardkistman.com forward slash SAA. Now, let's get to today's amazing episode. Hey there, friends. How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the Adulthood Revisited Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Kistin, and I am so thankful, as always, so grateful and blessed that you're here spending your time with me, wherever you are in the world, doing whatever it is you may be doing. Uh, at the time of this recording, just coming off of Thanksgiving weekend 2020, it was a great weekend on my side, chill, got to catch up with family, take it easy. Um, but the universe has, oh my gosh, like a storm of the century going on here in these parts of New York City right now. Uh, word has it that we've got the first winter storm approaching, fast approaching. So I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm not happy about it because I don't want to deal with snow. But at the same time, I need 2020 to leave. Good riddance, 2020. Um, I'm super excited about getting on this episode. I've got an incredible guest. Um, came across her and met her via a Facebook group. And she's just, you know, her story, and we're going to dive into it, is just about setting, deciding what you want in life and going after it. So it's absolutely incredible. I'm excited to introduce the AR Nation to Sammy Reyes. Sammy, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing well. So I can't wait to like have you dive into your story. For, for those who haven't heard of you yet, Sammy Reyes is a passion coach. She has a, a podcast that she hosts. Uh, fashion your passion. Um, she's currently in college, working three jobs. And so, you know, when you look at the totality of what you got going on, it's, you've decided that this is what you want in life and, and you're just going to do it. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. Because, and as you're sharing that and I'm thinking, man, I, here I am in, in our, you kind of mentioned it briefly about some of your friends and people in life say you're 19 going on 35 and here I am, uh, in fair warning, I'm 36. And yeah, it's exactly right. I've reached that place where I'm finally asking myself the questions, what is it that I want and, and making the time and putting mm -hmm. the energy for it. So um, I, I want to just dive into your story. If you can take a few moments and share a little about who you are um, and, and some of the steps that got you from, you know, especially early on, like to where and why you're doing what you're doing right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so basically, I mean, career wise, I've always been someone who knew exactly what they wanted to do. And I'm also I'm very ambitious. And so I would always, you know, find a way to do the things that I wanted to do no matter what, you know. And so for me, like, from my mom's a teacher, my great grandmother, my great grandmother was a teacher and the teachers in my life have been the most influential people that I've ever met. And so, and they're like my second mothers. And so from about like, since I got into school, 
until 16 years old, I knew I wanted to be a teacher and I pursued so many different avenues of doing that. Um, at 12, I started working as an assistant teacher in my Hebrew school, uh, at my synagogue. And then I, I worked in that job for six years. Um, and sort of, and then when I realized I didn't want to be a teacher anymore, everything sort of shifted. Um, so at 16, I took a, uh, semester abroad to Israel and I studied in Israel for four months. I mean, you know, we traveled all over, we learned all the culture and stuff like that. Um, and when I came back, I was like, wait, I was like, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I've always wanted to be a life coach and I've always wanted to be a therapist. And I'm very passionate about Judaism all at the same time. So I was like, let me pursue being a rabbi instead because it encapsulates everything of that sort. And so I continued my job at the Hebrew school until obviously I graduated from high school. Um, and, and then I, I wrote my college essay about being a rabbi. I, I applied to colleges as a Jewish studies major. I did the whole nine yards. And then uh, senior year comes around and my applications were in by November of senior year. And so this, this, this story starts December of senior year. And so in December, it was last speech of our public speaking class for fall semester. And we were, we were instructed to do a motivational speech. And so for me, being the person who, you know, wants to be a life coach and a therapist, I was like, wait, I was like, let me practice before I do my actual speech. And so I recorded myself every single day, giving one piece of advice um, for like a 15 minute run. And then I posted it to SoundCloud for like 15 days in a row. So that was until my speech. Um, and then I did my speech. And after my speech, I showed my teacher like what I did. And she's like, Sammy, she's like, you need to create a legitimate podcast. Like you should go all the way with it. And she had said this because like in the beginning of our, in the beginning of the unit, we were introduced to people like Ed Milet, Rachel Hollis, like all the people who like are big personal development motivational speakers. Um, and so we sort of like, they also have podcasts as well. And so that's sort of how that got into, into play. Um, and so I, over winter break, um, I sort of looked everything up again, me being the ambitious person I am. I was like, you know what? Fine. I was like, I don't have many things to do. I'm only working five days a week. Let me just do it. And so I looked everything up and my, my father got me great microphone over over you know the winter break and and from January 30th I launched my first episode and from there we've been rocking with the podcast and and when I got to college I was pursuing a Jewish studies major first and I was like and I almost flunked my first semester because I was not passionate about the 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 the, the classes I was taking and so I changed it immediately, my major, and so now I'm sort of, we're so lucky that in San Diego we have a major where you can choose three departments to sort of customize your major, um, and so I'm, now I'm doing uh, marketing, social media, and counseling, and so it's been super fun to sort of mix and match a few of them, and I think from, the, from when the podcast stemmed, what really happened was I started started to study the big podcasters. I wanted to, I knew I wanted to dive into personal development because I had been listening to the people I'd mentioned just before, their podcasts for months after we got introduced to them. And so I knew I wanted to go into that realm. Um, and so I started studying these people and I was like, wait, I was like, they do so much more than podcasting and it's based off of their podcast. Like specifically Rachel Hollis, like she has a whole empire now and it started with basically just her podcast. And so I was like, I can do that too. And so then I, you know, pretty much was like, I kind of don't want a nine to five job. I kind of want to, you know, be able to travel often and just like run my own life. And so I was like, I dropped all my dreams of becoming a rabbi and I just went full force into trying to I was like, what do I do to become a self-sufficient person who runs a podcast? And I did all the research and I realized like entrepreneurship is the way to go. And so I, you know, like this past weekend, I started planning out everything for the next, you know, pretty much seven years. And there's 
so much I still have to do, but right now, like, I'm, you know, like you said before, like, I'm working, what is it, I think four jobs now, um, you know, I have, like, two to three internships, I'm running my own podcast, I'm taking, you know, what, 17 units, um, and I also am running my own marketing agency, too, because these are all the things that I want to do, these are all the things that I'm passionate about, and if I can sort of squeeze it in, then I'll go for it. If I can ask you, because that's, that's very impressive, that you kind of know yourself and trust yourself that much, initially wanting to be a teacher, but then reaching a place where you realize this isn't for me, there's something else. But I want to, I want to turn back to the switching from not wanting to pursue teaching and also not wanting to pursue Jewish studies. Because oftentimes, one of the toughest things that I find for my own life and also the people in my life who are pursuing entrepreneurship is the people around them. Mm-hmm. And you share that your mother, your grandmother, or is it your great-grandmother, there's a lineage of teachers. Yeah. Um, and there's, it, like, I think the people who work nine to five or, or, you know, paycheck jobs, they have a certain way of viewing the life versus people who realize that they want to be entrepreneurs. How have you found, was there any disconnect or discord between your decision to one, not pursue teaching and then two, now pursuing full-fledged entrepreneurship with your family? How, how did that work out? Yeah, so my dad also is in corporate. Um, and so, but he, he sort of like, you know, he follows motivational speakers too. So he sort of understands entrepreneurship more and he sort of, he, he runs his own business on the side too. So he sort of gets it, you know. He understood it. But my mom, when I first told her that I wasn't going to pursue Jewish studies, I wasn't going to be a rabbi, she was like, can you just minor in education just in case? You know, can you also add education as part of your major just in case? And I was like, no. I was like, I, I don't enjoy that anymore. I don't want to study that, you know? I love to teach, don't get me wrong, but just the things that I was teaching, I don't want to teach anymore, you know? It's so like now in entrepreneurship, I'm teaching so many different things and it's a beautiful thing. Um, and so I think that, my main thing was just like, I have to prove to them that this is what's going to work out. I have to explain to them, you know, what this is. And I have to show them that other people have succeeded doing this. I think that it was very hard for me to like, um, sort of, you know, have them on my side. But I think the biggest thing for me was that I have so many good mentors in my life who aren't my parents, obviously they're a big mentor in my life, but other mentors, and they understand entrepreneurship. And so what I was sort of like on the fence of like, do I do this? Do I not do this? How do I do this? They were there for me and they were able to guide me and say, this is, this is what, you know, so-and-so does. And this is what I've seen here. And this is what I've seen there. Maybe you should do this or that. Uh, and so I'm so grateful. I know my, literally my high school public speaking teacher who gave us a motivational speech has been truly, truly my number one, like, pers- like person in my corner for the past, like, what, three years now. Um, and she basically helped me set up the empire that is Sammy Beatrice today. Um, and I am just forever grateful for that. I wanted to ask you about passion. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's start off with probably the most elemental question. What to you constitutes passion? Passion for me is something that, something, anything that lights your heart on fire. It's something that you can add into your day or your week or your month even. And just something that brings you so, so much joy. You feel better after you've done it whether it's playing soccer or it could, it literally could even be going to your corporate job, like whatever it is. Um, you know, for me, my passions right now, like I'll just give an example, they're social media management, they're passion coaching, they're podcasting, you know, they're, it's yoga, it's all different things like that. And it just makes me feel so much better afterwards. You know, my passions before were, you know, Hebrew teaching and were, you know, also podcasting, just a bunch of different things. And so passion doesn't have to be a career. It doesn't have to turn into a career. It could be anything, a hobby, a career, whatever it is that truly, truly lights your heart on fire and you want to pursue it and get excited about it when you do pursue it. 
this is something that I've, I've struggled with um, because, and I've shared this on the podcast before with people that I speak with, that I've been running my own law practice now for the last 10 years. And it's been like, for me, if I were to honestly describe it, it's been good, but I've started to realize that it hasn't been great. But I, I, the idea of like passion has always evaded me. Um, like I, the, the things I find myself really excited and, and quote unquote passionate about are like playing softball, right. Or hang out with friends, but in, in business or entrepreneurship, I, I don't know what that is. I think I'm still learning it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, when, when you talk to people and you work with people, what are some ways that you encourage people to try to hone in on what their passion is? Yeah. So I mainly, just like a preface, I mainly work with high school and college students. And so there is sort of like, there are the obstacles where it's like, yeah, you have to go to school and you have to take these classes, you know? So sometimes we can't, you know, sort of like rework people's, you know, lives to, to include their passion. Uh, but my biggest, biggest thing, I, I, I do this talk where I talk about the, my th- three-step process to find your passion. And the number one step is to explore to just go out and like live your best life, have your quote unquote, what I call a dream day where you just like take off and you just do whatever you want to do in your life. Um, And you just go out and explore and like do the things you've always wanted to do, like zip lighting, skydiving, whatever you've always wanted to do, go out and do those, go out and do the little things. Like I know my, my old math teacher, he told me a story once and he was like, I didn't want to spend a lot of money fixing my car. I didn't want to bring it to a mechanic. And so I decided to, you know, go on YouTube and do it myself. And he goes, now I'm passionate about cars. And so that's how it spirals in. It doesn't have to be like this big whole process. It doesn't have to be, you know, sort of this like big grandiose thing. It it could be as little as that. And so I think that, you know, the biggest thing is that if you're stuck in school or if you're stuck in a nine to five, like you have to find something you're passionate about and work it into your day. That way, because for me, when I was in high school, I was so passionate about teaching Hebrew at the synagogue. And so I would look forward to my day because I knew that from three to six in the afternoon, I would be teaching Hebrew to the best kids in the world, right? And so for me, like I got through school because of that, because after school, I was able to, you know, go teach. So I think that, you know, if the, obviously like if there's opportunity to to pursue a career in your passion go for it it's going to make your life so much better but if there isn't it's not a big deal i think that a bunch of people you know are pursuing their passions and they're working a different career but i for me personally i believe that passion helps you to elevate your whole life whether you are you know you like the other aspects of your life or not I wanted to ask you about, um, I guess I'll call it your origin story, but you share on your, on your, on your website that this, uh, you taking on all this work, you weren't not necessarily always like that. Right. Um, but you share that you were reading a book by Rachel Hollis, girl, wash your face. And that kind of, uh, sparked something in you to take control and choice in your life can you share a little about about that story yeah for sure so i mean like uh, i'll be really quick with like the beforehand um but basically when i was 11 um i i was sort of i began suffering with anxiety and depression and i didn't know it um and so i was I, listen, I've always been the kid who's been ambitious. I've always been the kid who really just worked towards everything. And then 11, that all just stopped. It really, I was still sort of like succeeding in school. I was still doing all the things, but I wasn't like getting my homework done early. I wasn't as excited to go places. I wasn't, you know, sort of, I would come home from school every day, watch TV for six hours, and then start my homework that had to be done the next day. And so from 11 to about 14, I sort of was suffering with this thing. I didn't know what it was. And then um, in 10th grade, so what I turned 15, I think, um, I, we were uh, tasked with this project 
where we had to sort of come up with a question. We had to answer it through literature and through, you know, research. And so my question was, um, how does mental illness affect teens? Because it just became a really big thing in my life. Um, and I was like, that's what it's called. And so through my research, I found out that, you know, and then later on I got diagnosed with anxiety and depression and, you know, I sort of found the answers to what was going on with me. Um, but then, but I just continued to suffer with it because it wasn't, some, I, I found the answers, but I didn't find the solutions. And so for, and then I went to Israel and it, it sort of escalated from there. And then um, in my senior year of high school, uh, everything happened my senior year, um, I, my public speaking teacher and I, we came across like this girl, Rachel Hollis, when we were, she was prepping for her uh, motivational speech unit. And we both bought her book, Girl, Wash Your Face, which came out in 2018. This was 2019 at the point. And um, she was like, let's read this. And I remember I opened the book like a few days before Thanksgiving. So like two years from literally like right now. And um, I went, I was reading the introduction and in the second paragraph, it goes, you are in control of your life. And I, my whole world turned around. Like I felt like this huge shift within me of like, you know what? Yeah, I am in control of my life. And I have to fix the things that are going on. You know, I can't let anxiety and depression control my life anymore. I have to control it. And so from that point, I really started to turn things around. And I really, I reached out to people. I asked for help more. I sort of evaluated where I was in my life and what I wanted to do. I, you know, quit clubs and I, I um, you know, sort of just figured out what it was that was bringing me happiness and what wasn't. And I sort of just like sifted through my life. And then, you know, I was pursuing exactly what I wanted to do at that moment, right? Um, and I sort of, I did the work. I started going to therapy. I was talking to my public speaking teacher every day and she was sort of helping me out with a bunch of things too. Um, and it's just, I just did the work. And I think that it was painful. Yes, there were a bunch of tears. But I'm forever grateful for the experience and my spring semester of my senior year of high school, I call it the best semester of my life because I was happy and I was pursuing a bunch of things that I wanted to do. And it was just sort of, it was just sort of the end of a journey I'd worked so hard for because it was senior year of high school after all. Um, and so it really was, and I, to this day, I still you know, follow that motto, but obviously other life circumstances have come in the way. Um, but I am just forever grateful for reading that because that's what pretty much changed my life. Oh, thank, thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that. Um, that's, that's a pretty powerful story that I think a lot of people can resonate with. Yeah. Um, sort of segueing with, with that story, I want to ask you about people either in your life or around your life who as much as you can share by example and share with the people in your life, like we have the opportunity for choice, for volition as to how our lives can be, can work, how they can be created. When people do, I guess the first question is, do you come across people that don't believe that? And then two, if that's the case, that you do have people in life who don't believe that, you know, wh whether you want to call it victim mentality or that life just occurs to them, how, how do you let that impact your life? Yeah, so, um, I mean, honestly, I really haven't come across many people who sort of are against, not against, but like who sort of don't, don't agree that much. Like, what I teach, what I preach, all that fun stuff like that. Um, so I'm so lucky that I sort of haven't encountered that much. Um, but I obviously, I know I will. But I think for me, the biggest thing that I sort of, the reason why I stand in what I, what I talk about and like why I believe so hard, wholeheartedly in it is because I've seen it work. Um, because I know that it's something that 
like actually happens and that could actually change your life and not even just me you know in my life my some of my friends who i've taught it to some of you know my mentors who have taught you know who have instilled it in me um it's all worked for us you know when we when we had that shift of i'm in control of my life we all just succeeded in one way or another and i think that that's the biggest thing is like when you know something works and when you can stand in that power of like i have these testimonies of x y and z who also said it worked that's when you know that you know yes maybe they have a valid point and yes maybe they you know they sort of um can believe something else but you know that if they ever pursue this that they will see results too but hey give them some space and let them sort of come to it on their own you know i wasn't so like gung-ho when i first realized that like i had anxiety and depression i sort of had to you know give it give it i had to give it some space and i sort of had to you know uh piece it together a little by little it wasn't something that i was like i dove right into um and so i think that you know it just like it's sort of like a like a evolution thing where like they just have to evolve into it and they just have to realize you know in their own life how it applies to them because everyone's at a different point in their life everyone's on a different chapter and so you could be a chapter 36 and they could be a chapter one you know and so they're not ready to because you learn maybe you learn this concept at chapter 12 so they're not ready to you know sort of uh take it in and so you just gotta you know give it to them and maybe they maybe they absorb it maybe they don't at the time but you know it's there in their life and they can always come back to you if uh, they need to yeah that's pretty powerful it's something that because i was for a very long time and i still am anxious about life like i want things to occur on my schedule mm -hmm. and just didn't work out that way <laughs> i mean health issues financial issues relations they all occurred it's like what's going on here and then i it's only in the last few years where I've come to the place where it's like we all are where we're supposed to be and, and what is is perfectly fine and what it should be. Yeah. Um, I want to, this is actually a, a great, I'm glad we're talking because I, it was actually over this holiday weekend that um, I'm, I'm doing some rework of my marketing and whatnot and I came across this um, Elizabeth Gilbert who's the author of Eat, Pray, Love. And I think for a long time, she had preached or, or preaches still, or part of her, her books and series is about you know, discovering your passion and pursuing your passion. Um, but it was an interesting, I, I saw her, a, a video of her giving a talk, I forgot what year it was, maybe a couple of years ago, about um, something she realized. And the story, the story that she shared was that she gave a talk talking about he prayed the book and passion, finding a passion. And then someone left her a comment on social media or something like that along the lines of you, your talk tonight broke my heart because not everyone is as fortunate as you to know what they're passionate about from the time they're six. And it got like Elizabeth Gilbert was sharing that she never realized and, and looked at it that people all, all even in her life haven't had the, I don't want to call it luxury, but like the ability to say that they have passion for X, Y, and Z. What, what do you say? And we touched on this a little bit, but like people who, whether you want to call it lost, don't have passion, not sure what passion feels like for whatever reason. What do you suggest for them to, to help uncover that? Yeah. I also just want to make one comment on the previous question. Um, I, truly do believe that everything in your life happens for a reason um and in that case i always take um con like how you take control of your life is the way you react to situations right so obviously there are going to be certain situations in your life you can't control you know and that's sort of where my um anxiety stemmed from was i just wanted control of everything and i realized that i can't have control of everything um and so when i realize what situations I could control and what I couldn't control. I was like, wait, okay, so the situations I can't control, I can control like the my reaction to the outcome of it. Um and so that's a big piece. It's like not everything's in your control. And I think that's how, you know, again, like anxiety stems from so many different people. And so you have to sort of realize like, 
what is in your control, truly in your control, and what do you need to just control your reaction to. And so that's just, I wanted to add that piece to it because I, I forgot to add that. It's a very important piece because I know that people will see the whole, like, take control of your life thing as a very extreme thing. Um, and then they'll get diagnosed with anxiety disorder. <laughs> and then they're like, wait, what happened? And, you know, obviously, like, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Um, but to answer your question now, I think that, so I always call myself a special case. Because I know that there are so many people who did not figure out what they wanted to do so early on. You know, I, I've met them. They're some of my best friends, you know, and, and that's okay. Don't beat yourself up because you see people who are passionate, who are, you know, 15, 16, 17 and, and running a business or pursuing whatever the hell they're pursuing. Like, it's fine that you don't know. Lean into the unknown and like, and like allow that to help you figure out what your next steps are in life. You're never too old to find your passion. You're never too old to pursue it as a job or a career or anything you want to do with it. There's no age limit on passion. No one ever said, oh, by 19, you're supposed to find your passion. No one ever said that. And if they did, then they're completely wrong because it's not true. And so I think that that's the big thing in society. It's like you're supposed to, once you get out of college, know exactly what you want to do and pursue that as a career. I don't agree with that at all whatsoever. Because for me, like, I'm graduating a year early. And so I don't have, you know, if I was in a typical situation, I wouldn't have that extra year to sort of, you know, find jobs or, or whatever that is. And so... I know for me, a lot of my discovery will happen after I graduate next year because I have more time in my day to sort of figure out what I want to do exactly. You know, obviously I have some things going for me right now, um, but they aren't going to be, some of them aren't going to be forever things. And so I have to figure out what are my next steps? What exactly am I going to do? And that's going to happen after I graduate from college because college is a big piece of my life right now. So what does my life look like afterwards? And that's the thing too. It's like, it's like every season of your life, things change and things are not going to look the same. When I was in high school, I, I, I was a Hebrew teacher. I'm not anymore because I don't want to do that anymore. You know, when I was in elementary school, I wanted to, I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. Obviously we're not there right now. Um, and so I think that the biggest thing is like, do not be so hard on yourself about this let time evolve again go out and explore be proactive with the situation but don't feel like you need to know all the answers right now lean into that unknown and really say you know who am i as a person what do i want to do in this lifetime and what am i doing right now that's actually a, gr a great segue. I wanted to, you had mentioned, and I, I want to touch on this because it was, when you said it, I was like, wow, that you recently you know, planned out a lot of the next seven years of your life, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just a long, a long roadmap. But yeah. it got me thinking about vision. And can you share your, your thoughts on the role of vision in someone's life? And something that I, I honestly have struggled with like definiteness or clarity of vision. Um, when you talk to people and even in your own life, like how, how do you come up with it, constitute your vision and how do you work on making it a clear vision that, that works for you? Yeah. So for me, uh, well, I mean, let me, let me start here. Um, there's a, there's a famous quote that goes around where it's like, if you're thinking the past, then you're, you, you probably, experiencing some depression if you're thinking in the future then you're probably experiencing anxiety and so for me with both it's like I I have the ability to plan 30 40 years ahead and feel great about it but then again it also gives me so much anxiety because I'm like I have to follow this plan step by step by step and what happens if it doesn't work out that way and so for me, what my sort of planning happened the other, like uh, this past weekend was I basically took 
the four different areas of my life, coaching, speaking, marketing, and she's, oh, and the podcast. Um, and I said, what do I want to do? What's the next steps for these, these parts of my life? And what do I want to do for each one of them? And I listed everything that was going to happen in them. So for speaking, I listed, you know, getting on more podcasts, getting, you know, getting more speaking gigs once like the world opens up again, you know, sort of like honing in on my speeches, you know, trying to find mentors in that area. And then for my podcast, I was like, I'm going to continue the podcast, find a social media manager, you know, um, find more guests for the podcast, um, you know, just all these different things like that. And so that was sort of my planning was like, what are, what? In each area, like in each area of my entrepreneurship, what do I want to do eventually, right? So, like for also for like for like the coaching piece, I was like, I want to, you know, make courses and run live events and all this stuff like that. It's like, what do I want to do? So I didn't exactly like plan out my life, but I sort of had a vision for entrepreneurship. I think it's a big thing because when people plan out their life, you know, sort of like X by Y, like crossing all their I's and dotting all their T's, it's like it gets to be too much. I've done it before, so I know. <laughs> um, and so I think that with vision, what the biggest thing is, is I had, I don't know if you know Anthony Trucks, but I had him on a podcast the other day. He's a big motivational speaker. And he said this one thing to me that, that blew me away. He was like, don't go after, don't, in, don't go after the greatest version of yourself, but go after wh who, you, uh, what is it? The life that your, your biggest mentor has. And I was like, whoa, I was like, you're so right. Cause he was like, you don't know the greatest version of yourself and you don't know exactly what they do and like what all that like stuff like that. And we always hear that, that lingo going around, but he said, you know, your mentor, your biggest mentor has done things and they're, they're living that tangible life. And so, you know, it's possible to so go after that. And so for me, like my biggest mentors are my public speaking teacher and, and my and Rachel Hollis. So I studied them like so, so, so hard. And I was like, okay, I was like, they did this first, they did this second, they did this third. I have, you know, what they did third, I've been doing first. So let me sort of like, you know, mix it around. But I really, you know, took a lot of what they did and I, I integrated it into my, you know, my own plan at some point. And I think that, you know, just to make this like simple, because I think I'm rambling right now, um, the biggest thing for vision is that you need to like i said before you need to hone in on who you are as a person what you want to do in um, i'll give it a limit one to five years and what you're doing right now to get to that point you know i run this exercise all the time right before i talk about my passion like the passion uh, step process and i say close your eyes and i say envision the greatest version of yourself what are they wearing? What are they eating? What are they driving? What are, what's their job? What's their side hustles? How many kids do they have, if any? What does their spouse look like? What does the environment around them look like? What are they doing in this current moment if it's a Saturday afternoon? And there are so many breakthroughs that happen just from that. Um, this one girl, after I did it one day, she DM'd me and she's like, Sammy, she's like, when I close my eyes, she's like, I saw myself playing violin in 10 years. And she's like, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that or not. She's like, I, I just was, she's like, I was just not confident in myself for doing that. And she's like, now I'm going to pursue it. And I was like, whoa. But again, these visions change. And they're not something that, is concrete because yeah life happens like you said before you know life happens and the way you choose to react to it is the way that you're going to succeed and i think that for vision my biggest thing right now is like what is one big goal that i have for the next three years and what little things do i need to do to get there If I can go back, I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. You yeah. said about when you when you work with people on helping, encouraging to to play around and find passion. That you use a, a three step framework, mm -hmm. uh, step or or one of the first exercises being explore. 
don't know if I missed the other two. Can you can you just go back and, and circle on what that three steps look like? Yeah, I actually didn't mention the other two. Um, <laughs> so it's not okay. you. Um, so yes, yeah, so the first one is explore. Um, you know, and really find something that you sort of love to do. And then when you find that one thing, um, you know, step two is, is realize that it's your passion right now. Um, and I always have right now in big, bold, red letters because I true wholeheartedly believe that passions can change. Obviously, we both know by my story, that's, that's a, it's a true thing. Um, and so realize it's your passion right now and realize that, um, you know, sort of like you can pursue it right now and love it. And then in two days or two months or two years from now, you won't love it. And then step three, my favorite, favorite step is uh, to dream. And DREAM is an acronym, and it stands for um, Design, Radiant Energy, and Move. And so this is the step where if I'm speaking to people, I go, like, I just go off. Um, and it's really just talking about how when you find something you're passionate about, it designs this energy in you that really allows you to get excited about your life, get, you know, sort of pumped up about what you're doing in your day, and get you sort of motivated and it's, it's just like little like it's just like, it's like this magical thing that happens when you have a passion in your day and i always say use that energy and just like do the things you know whether there's just like this assignment you're you're keeping off or you, this is like this errand you have to run that you haven't run like when you find your passion you have the energy to do all those things and get it done and so get it done use that energy and move with it do the things you never ever want to do and do them those are the three steps really, really quickly. Obviously, I explain them in much more detail, um, you know, in my 40-minute talk, but those are them very, very quickly. I, I love that DREAM acronym because, again, in my own life, lots of people, I think people that I talk to around, around my life, you know, people have desires. They want to accomplish X. They have, they want to do X, Y, and Z. But then for whatever reason, whether it's fear or something else, it stops them in their tracks. And I love this part about dreaming or design, radiant energy and move, causing the ability to take action in the fear of that. Can you share a little about your, because again, at your 19, was it right now? Or yeah. And with all that you're doing, in addition to the word passion, it's action taker that I see for you. Mm -hmm. Can you share or, and talk a little about what, what role or how important rather is action taking in your life in the face of whatever may be an obstacle? Yeah. Um, so I, especially in the past two, three years, I've had many obstacles come my way that I uh, wasn't really expecting. Um, and so for me, the biggest thing was sort of like, Again, with the, with the whole energy thing. It's like, what can I hone in on that I could actually control in a sense, right? And so for me, you know, when I, when I, when I do something, I go all in. 350% go all freaking in. And so um, my biggest thing is, like, I just need to keep moving. I can't, you know, be stagnant. I can't just, like, work a nine-to-five and, like, have a good day. I always need to be moving. always need to be doing something new. always need to be doing six things at once. Like, it's just, it just, it just how I work. Um, you know, people don't agree with it, but I'm like, whatever. Um, <laughs> and so I think, I think for me, um, like, my whole life has just been led by taking action my, that's something my dad instilled at me in a very very young age because he was so gung-ho about it and my mom you know she really regrets not getting her master's degree um because she she could have become a you know a, she could have taught for so much longer um and so she also she's like sammy just like do the things that you want to do right now just like do them and don't wait until later to do them and so I think that's the biggest thing is like, I've learned from them, you know, love them to pieces, but I've learned from them that like waiting isn't the right game. You know, like time isn't an option in this life. You know, we don't have unlimited time. We're not immortal. We're, we're mortal beings who, you know, the clock is ticking. And so if I don't get in exactly what I want to do right now, then like, when am I going to do it? 
you know if not now when and I think that's the biggest thing it's like how like no matter what like I'm not here's my thing it's like yes I'm so lucky that the things that I'm passionate about have turned into a career beautiful love that for me but I think if right now if they weren't if they didn't turn into a career what I would what my thinking would be is like I am I love these things right now and so how can I take action on them how can I pursue them because I love them because they bring me joy because joy is something I want to achieve in my lifetime I think that's the biggest thing it's like it's like let me like dive into things that bring me joy every single day for this time period rather than fighting the system fighting my own intuition and saying no i'm gonna go pursue x even though i hate it even though i'm not passionate about it even though it does it drains me out like whatever it is like that like why am i doing that for because i'm just wasting time in my life doing that yeah, that, that's usually powerful. And again, I, I've kind of come to that some a similar realization now in you know in my life where it, I was things were good, but I, I want my life to be great uh, by design. Uh, as we're starting to come to a close, I, I really want if if you can share a little about the podcast, Fashion Your Passion podcast that you host. Um, again, you shared at this point it's approaching two years, right? That timeline mm-hmm. in January. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little about what the podcast is about um, and what people, when they tune in, what they can hear on uh, hear you discussing on the podcast. Yeah, so the podcast is pretty much my, my pride and joy. Um, I'm literally obsessed with it. Um, so the Fashion Your Passion podcast is basically um, sort of a personal development sort of lifestyle podcast um, where we give you tips and tricks on how to find your passion. Um, each week I bring on a guest or I bring on a solo episode, um, about a tip or a trick or a story on how one has found their passion, how to find your passion, how to sort of, um, improve an area of your life that may help you find your passion, that may help you sort of have that life breakthrough of like, wow, this is what I enjoy. Um, and so what you can find is, is a bunch of inspiration on, different things in your life i know the best the the best like episode that the best performing episode um was how to curate your dream life um with my high school mentor and so it is my favorite episode too and so that's episode 50 if anyone wants to tune in um my passion speech that we just we just sort of touched on is episode number 10 um i know i did it a while ago and yeah, and we're turning two in January, which is super exciting. Um, for our two-year anniversary, we're going to have my parents come on, um, and we're going to do an episode with them, which is super, super exciting. Everyone has been asking to have them on, so it's going to be so, so, so cool. And then um, we're going to do a group podcast episode in January with a bunch of my friends about online school and college and and that fun stuff like that and then we're just going to have some amazing guests who are influencers youtubers you know motivational speakers we have them all lined up ready to go so you know you may recognize a name or two um in there i definitely those who are a little bit younger will recognize a name or two as well so that is sort of what we got planned (laughs) that's super cool happy early second birthday to the fashion your passion podcast that's super awesome Sammy, this has been incredible. I, I appreciate your your vulnerability. I appreciate you sharing just being so authentic with your story. And really, as you were talking, you know, we're recording this uh, virtually. And like, as you're talking about passion and how it's impacted your life, like you can see it, your face light up with it. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that the people that you come across and help uh, can sense that that energy resonates. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, if I can ask you to share a little bit, I, uh, there are a number of ways that people can connect with you, but if you can share some of the best ways that people who want to connect with you, how can they do so? Yeah, I mean, I'm everywhere and I'm always like on everywhere. I mean, I should really get off social media sometimes, but I'm always there. Um, so Instagram is at Sammy Beatrice, S-A-M-M-I-B-E-A-T-R-I-C-E. Um, and at Fashion Your Passion Podcast. Twitter is at Sammy underscore Beatrice. Um, 
my LinkedIn is Samantha Reyes if you want to connect with me. Um, and then you could find all this on my website, sammybeatrice.com. And then the podcast is everywhere where you can find podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Audible, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places. So, yeah. All over. We can, once you got that, that pixel firing, we can't get rid of you. Sammy Reyes, <laughs> thank you so much. This has been super, super incredible. Uh, again, I'll link all that up in the show notes. And I can't wait to see all the stuff that you got going on in the future when you build that empire. Don't forget Richard Kisnan. Uh, just just send, me, send me a little, a little bone my way. Uh, before we close out, Sammy, if, I just want to yield the floor to you if you've got any final words for the audience. Yeah, I think that my biggest piece of advice um would just be to go for it whatever you have stuck in your head whatever you're saying oh you know what maybe one day like there is no one day just like go for it right now um you know make the time for it because you know you have time you know you've been scrolling through tiktok and instagram because that's what quarantine has done to us um but make the time for it and just go after it whether it's like mailing something that you've been wanting to mail returning something you've been wanting to return or literally just like opening a business like whatever it is just go for it because um what i've learned is that is that you know it works better when you do it immediately rather than like holding it off so that's my biggest thing very cool can't wait to see what the future has in store for you again sammy reyes you can connect with her on sammyreyes.com i'll link up all the social media in the show notes and with that air nation until next time take care be well bye for now Hey there, AR Nation. Before we go, I wanted to remind you of the Super Affiliate Accelerator. Whether you're looking to get started with an online business or if you're struggling to see the traction you've been hoping for in your current online business, the Super Affiliate Accelerator can help you see the success that you want in your business and in your life. The Super Affiliate Accelerator is an all-in-one, high-ticket marketing community where you'll get access to proven training, weekly coaching and mentoring from seasoned and accomplished marketers who've sold millions of dollars in products and services online, as well as access to a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. Right now, the SAA coaches are offering a free complimentary business strategy call. So if you're ready to build a strong and profitable online business and brand, take advantage of the complimentary business strategy call today and learn more about the Super Affiliate Accelerator by visiting richardkiston.com forward slash SAA.